So, for example, Simone Biles, who just put out of of the Olympics, right? How how can she go from a place where I I'm not doing okay to it's safe for me to say I'm not doing okay? It's safe for me to to come out and do it, right? It takes a lot of internal resilience, but it also takes having a community around you that are gonna support you and are gonna be there for you no matter what. It, really having a community and around you, having your herd around you, it really helps you increase your sense of safety. Welcome to Soulful Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Emma Evelyn Campbell, and you're listening to the right podcast if you're ready to push past your limitations, navigate your fears, and live a life aligned with your truth. I believe we can express our true nature and power when we get to know who we truly are. And this podcast gives you the tools and resources to do exactly that. So join us as myself and guests share our soul's truth so that you can feel safe to share yours. Don't forget to head to the show notes to get even more involved with the community. Now, let's get on with our episode for today. What have you been up to this week? Anything exciting? Um, well, I'm still, um, you know, talking about the book, promoting the book. I'm doing a book. I was about in... to ask you about how's that going? <laughs> it's going okay. You know, it's like, um, it's, um, it's slowly getting into the world. Every now and then I get a message from someone saying, I read the book and I had a big aha. And, and those are like the moments I live for because it's like, that's what I kept thinking about like I hope this resonates with people and um so I have a book club coming up in a couple of days hosted by um my friend Kim Guerra and then um yeah and then my mind is kind of filling itself with ideas about a second book so I don't know amazing amazing for people that are listening could you give a little introduction to the name of your book and what your book is actually based on and what it's about we spoke about it actually before you released it in your last episode which was really cool so now it's it's out there in the world and I can I can see the oh I love it if you can't see go on YouTube (laughs) (laughs) if you want to give a little introduction that would be that would be great because I'm sure people would love to hear about it because I think it's uh, an incredible incredible look at actually this side of manifesting for sure yeah so I manifested this um so the name of my book is called Chica Why Not How to Live with Intention and Manifest a Life that Loves You Back and it was um published by Hay House it came out April 25th, 27th so it's barely 3 months old in the market and really what I wanted to communicate with the book you know there are many books about the law of attraction out there and and really you know it, it's easy right you become clear what you want you align to it you manifest it right but I really wanted to dig more into the manifesting side of things because what I found in my own journey is that you can fake it until you make it and you can manifest, but the universe will keep nagging you that to go deeper and go deeper and go deeper. And as you go deeper, you start finding out all of those places within yourself that still believe you're not good enough or still believe that you don't deserve or still believe that good things happen to other people but not to yourself so the first part of the book it just explains the mechanics of the law of attraction the second part of the book is okay now that you're doing this these things are going to start coming up and these things are going to start kind of 
poking you in the shoulder and be like, pay attention to me. And how do you deal with it? So the second part of the book talks about curiosity. So don't ignore them. Don't pretend they are not there. Don't pretend they are not happening, but just connect with them. And it's like, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Where do you come from? What are you... Why are you telling me about myself that may or may not be true? Is it even true, right? And then once you find those places that are definitely not true, for example, I, you know, I was telling the story that right before the book came out, about two months before, I was, um, I was waking up with anxiety. And it took me about three days to try and figure out what was the story that was causing me anxiety. And the story I was telling myself at two in the morning was, you should be doing more. You shouldn't be sleeping. You should be doing more stuff. And the more I dug into it, what, there is one exercise in the book called The Onion, which is like you keep asking yourself, mm-hmm. why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? And kind of going down each one of the layers. And at the bottom layer was, I, I should be more. I am not enough. And then, so once you follow curiosity and find that place within yourself, the next one is compassion, which is just love that part of you. Because that's a part of you that's still very, very young, very raw, very, very alone, very misunderstood. And just love that part of you because all he wants to be, all that part of you wants is to be seen, to be heard and to be held. And once you do that, it starts softening up. It starts you know, feeling seen and heard and healed and held. And it just becomes, you know, you unconditionally give it love and unconditionally will love you back. And then the the last step is just awareness, which is, I would love to say that I found the law of attraction in 2006, so 15 years ago. I would love to say that my life has been amazing since. And it has for the most part, but there are days that are not really good, right? So that's where the last step, which is, I call it continuity, but it's really awareness. It's just, okay, what's happening here? What's happening here? It's living a little bit less in your in your head and a little bit more in your body just to catch when those, you know, heavy feelings in your chest or catch those butterflies in your stomach or catch that, you know, clenched jaw you know, because of the stress or anger. It's just start catching up all of those signs. You know, I called, um, I mentioned a few things. For example, one thing I notice is I start biting my nails more often or I start putting on weight. And I know when that happens is because I am either numbing or I'm pretending I'm avoiding. There is something that is calling me and I'm actively not, paying attention so when I catch those it's an invitation to okay what's going on here and it is a process it is a process I absolutely love the way you structure the book because it's also giving that my story and the actual understandings the mechanics of what's going on what is the law of attraction how does it work and how is it not this mumbo jumbo woo woo actual concept and then you've also got that also that embodiment and how to really begin to navigate this journey with a sense of understanding not only what it is, but also getting to know yourself on a deeper level. And I can yeah. see when you talk about that, that the passion that you have with it, and I guess the the journey that that you took through those through those things. So how did you kind of move? Because I guess it's kind of a stages that we go through when we're learning about these concepts, yeah. when we're learning about manifestation, law of attraction is we start with this just 
learning phase, as you kind of said earlier, like that idea of, you know, faking it before we make it, which which does work and does happen. And it's part of the process, like you said. But how did you find you transitioned through these phases? And what was those things that got you from just being a learner and a student to embodiment to actually putting those things into practice and seeing it reflected in your life? I think the first so I came across a law of attraction at a time when my life was a mess. Like, and not because, you know, bad things were happening. I was just feeling so stuck and so unsatisfied with my life. Like, I seriously would cry every other day just doing dishes. And I didn't have a reason to cry other than I did not love my life. I did not. I could see other people really loving their lives, doing things. And here I was stuck, not getting things done. So that's how I found the law of attraction. You know, once you ask, the universe responds and it's just up to us to listen, right? And I'm so grateful that at that time I was ready to listen. And there was a, you know, a side conversation about someone that stopped complaining and their life turned around. And I'm like, oh, that's something. Because by the way, I was like really well known for complaining. And then and then I learned, I found Esther and Jerry Hicks. So for the next five years, I got the house, I got the job, I got the husband, I got an international assignment, I got all of it. And then I was, you know, once your energy stops moving, it moves so fast. And, you know, Abraham and um, Abraham Hicks through Esther and Jerry, they used to tell the story that imagine hitting a tree going 200 kilometers an hour versus hitting a tree going 20 kilometers an hour when your energy is going slow yeah you're going to get a bump and a bruise but chances is it's not going to be this big tragedy right but when your energy is moving so fast you really need to work on removing all of the things that are preventing your energy to really flow through all of those limiting beliefs all of those you know uncomfortable things that you keep attaching yourself to and I wasn't doing that because I hadn't done the deep work. So I was put in a situation in that international assignment where I was so out of my comfort zone that all of those unhealed places within me started getting triggered. And all of a sudden, all of those voices, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. All of those started coming out. And I would love to say that I was able overnight to fix it. It took me a couple of years, actually, <laughs> to be like, what happened? I lost my mojo. Like anything I desire, I was able to manifest. And now everything seems to go against me. What's going on? It took me a, a couple of years to get back to where I was. And it's when I realized that unless I do the deep work, I will never become what I call a master manifester because the, my energy will be moving high, but I'm not sm- you know, capable enough yet to remove all of those things that prevent the energy from freely flowing. I give that example. Imagine your your energy is a river. It's naturally flowing. You don't need to do anything for you to, you know, to, to make it flow. It flows. But we are like beavers building dams where reality all we're being asked from the universe is just be a fish. Just go with the flow, but we're like that metaphor. I love. I'm yeah. in love with that metaphor. That is the best one I've ever heard. Like that is great. Yeah, so oh, I would be such it. a great image. We all do it. We all do it. Then we all build these blooming dams that don't need to be there, right? No, no, because we think that we have to make things happen. 
when in reality all we're being asked to do is to allow things to happen. And that was, I think, the big shift for me that happened through that issue that I had when I realized that I was the one through my thoughts preventing that energy from flowing. And it was when you actually decided to go in and look at the limiting beliefs that were in those thoughts and actually give love to them, accept them, but tell them that you no longer need them for your life. And it was taking the roots of those things out that was a enabled you to go into a path of this more manifesting with a sense of ease kind of that flow is that right yeah and also enjoy the manifestation you know I think when I started my journey it was like what can I manifest next what can I manifest next right and now I actually don't fixate as much on the manifesting as I manifest as I fixate on the alignment because I think that alignment by itself feels really, really good. I tell people, come from the mani- come for the manifestation and stay for the alignment. Because it just feels good to live your life from a place of alignment. And, you know, it's, it's phases. So right now, I am going through a new phase where I am actually understanding a new layer. And it really has to do now with... Um, so, you know, and I talk about it in my book, I, growing up, I was, you know, in a household with domestic violence and that creates trauma and trauma, you know, trauma, stress sometimes will flare up just like, you know, a physical ailment a mental ailment sometimes will flare up. And when that happens, we move, you know, if you think about the brain, we have the reptilian brain, the limbic brain, which is emotional brain, and then the neocortex. <clears throat> Most of the manifesting happens in the front of your your brain, the neocortex, the visualization, the intentionality, all of that happens there. But when you are surviving, sorry, because you're deep in trauma, you're not in the front of your brain, you're in the back of your brain. You are in that space that is just feeling, how do I survive? It's not thinking about thriving, it's thinking about surviving. And and the reason I started thinking a lot about this, partly because of, you know, my own emotional flashbacks coming back, but also because many of us are going through very difficult situations right now with coronavirus, with social justice, all of the things happening in the world that take us to that place where we feel threatened, to where we feel like things are not safe. And when we don't feel safe, you can be, you cannot visualize, you cannot be intentional because all you're doing is how do I protect myself? How do I survive? So that is kind of like the next phase that I'm going through right now, which is, okay, I know for sure that the universe will meet you wherever you are. You don't need to be anything different. You don't need to be anywhere different. You don't need to say anything different, do anything different for well-being to flow towards you. But if you are in the space of survival, it feels so far out of reach. When someone says, you got to let go. Are you kidding me? You want me to let go when I don't have enough money because I would just let go of my job? Or you got to trust. You ask me to trust when all of my life I've been oppressed and intentionally put in a place where I am not allowed to try. So that's kind of like the next questions that I'm, 
looking to answer, which is how can you go from a place of surviving to thriving in a way that feels safe, in a mm-hmm. way that feels within reach? Mm, because I like what you said there. We talk about this concept. I actually did a podcast episode about this the other day about this idea of letting go and how it seems so difficult for people. And like you said, in those moments where we're surviving, that idea of letting go seems virtually impossible. Yeah. And how do how do we still have, in, in your opinion, from what you're currently looking into and understanding, what do you think is the answer to that? What do you think is the answer to when we're in those moments to still have the faith or is it more of create a safe space so that that we can still have the faith? Can manifesting still happen when we're in the survival mode? What is your thoughts and your opinions on this? Yeah, and I think it's working with what you have and being, you know, the universe will always support you and meet you wherever you are. So when you are in this space, how can you love yourself enough to feel just a tiny bit safer? Not, you know, you don't have to go from a place where you're surviving all the way within a couple of minutes to I'm letting go, I'm surrendering. You don't need to do that overnight. But it's just how do you do that just a little bit more? And, and you know, that's what I'm finding in my research. I'm finding there are so many practices by indigenous groups that help you get that sense of safety in your body, that help you get that sense of connection, that, again, makes you feel safe. You know, when you look at animals in the wild, it's when they are in a, in a herd that they feel the safer, the safest, right, when they are together. And in, in our Western, um, you know, Western civilization, we're very individualistic. We're very much on the doing on your own. and is how do we get to a point where we are like, okay, it's safe for me to say, like Simone Biles, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to pull out. You know, I'm not going to do this next jump. It is safe oh, Sandra. for me. Sandra. So, for example, Simone Biles, who just put out of, of, the, of the Olympics, right? How... How can she go from a place where I, I'm not doing okay to it's safe for me to say I'm not doing okay? It's safe for me to to come out and do it, right? It takes a lot of internal resilience, but it also takes having a community around you that are going to support you and are going to be there for you no matter what. It, really having a community and around you, having your herd around you, it really helps you increase your sense of safety. So that's really what has been in my mind a lot, like especially through corona, especially through social justice and all of those things, which is how do we reach out to those that don't feel safe so that they can feel safe? Because once they feel safe, then it's easier for them to move again to, okay, what what can I do next? They start, you know, I I recently heard this person talk about, you know, we talk about affirmations a lot. And affirmation says, I am loved, I am saved. For some people, affirmations don't work because they're too far out of reach. So she talked about affirmations. What if I am safe? 
What if I am loved? You know, you don't have to believe you're loved. You just gotta very gently play with that idea. What if I am loved? What if I am? Or very gently play with that idea. What if I am safe? It feels less threatening to the part of you that is like trying to control and trying to protect and trying to keep you alive. It feels more like, what if? So, yeah, that's been a lot in my mind lately. Mm, I love that. It's like creating a bridge, in a sense, between where you are and where you want to go. And um, what I find interesting in that there is this idea of feeling safe in in an unsafe, what we would consider as an unsafe environment for us. And shifting that space that we're in to to this other space and by doing that it's just kind of giving that compassion to ourselves and like you said creating that community so with manifesting if we're looking into starting out manifesting or we're reading about it do you think actually we should reverse engineer a little bit and start with these things rather than focusing so much on I want to become a millionaire or I want to become this or I want the house the the car the job kind of all those things that came into your life before that deep internal work. Do you think we should reverse engineer it and be like, no, let's start with the internal work. Let's start with building a community that makes us feel safe, that makes us feel supported. Well, because that's the other thing. Internal work also when you're in the surviving stage is really hard because Mm. if you're hurting, really hurting, it's really hard to move from your head to your body. It's extremely hard. So here's what... I've been, for the last about six months, I've been telling people, I think it's the easiest way to bring your, yourself back into alignment. And that is, just ask yourself, what is the most loving thing I can do for myself right now? Mm. And whatever feels loving to you at that moment, that is the thing that is going to bring you into alignment. Mm. Now, it has to be loving. It has to be supportive. It cannot be indulging. Indulging is different from loving. <laughs> Indulging oh, yeah. is, I'm just going to eat the whole cake. <laughs> That's great. And that can be a very aligned action. But if you're doing it to try to mask something, then it's not supportive. Or, or if you say, well, I'm just going to text my ex. Is that indulging or supportive? Where is that coming from? Is that coming from love or is that coming from fear? So it's a little bit connecting with that part of you within yourself that still recognizes that love and he's like what is the most loving thing I can do for myself right now and you know I was talking to a friend recently and she said even that sometimes feels hard to me then my recommendation in those times is what's the most loving thing I can do right now even if not for yourself what is the Mm -hmm. most loving thing it can be petting your cat It can be watering your plant. It can be, you know, taking a cupcake to your neighbor. It can be whatever it is. Just start becoming familiar once again with the space of love within yourself or the space of love within the universe. And I know sometimes even loving ourselves is hard. Then Mm -hmm. just do, just connect with love. Just connect with Mm -hmm. love. But I actually think that is, when alignment feels so far out of reach, that is the easiest way to get back into alignment, I think. Mm, I can see the um, 
the emotion in your in your voice then when you say that is that somewhere that you have seen for yourself where you just need to be in that moment of just giving yourself that love yes yes I um so right after the launch of my book and I haven't talked too much about this I'm actually I don't know if you noticed I haven't posted much in social media I mostly just do promotion that was already in the go and I'm doing stories after the launch of my book I was depleted emotionally and physically and what happens when you are depleted is your nervous system gets to a place where the tolerance that it has is just that much more smaller right so any little thing can trigger you and unfortunately that is what happened like about a month after i launched the book there were a couple of things that triggered me enough to bring emotional flashback to send me back to the place where i was feeling like that so it was it's funny because <laughs> Once I heard this thing that says, when you pray for a strength, do you think you get a strength or do you think you get opportunities to be strong? I like that. And I have been thinking about trauma a lot and this happened. And I'm like, okay, maybe you shouldn't have been thinking about trauma so much. Even my husband is like, stop reading books about trauma. So I think it was a little bit of that. I think it was a little bit of me wanting to understand and the universe saying, sure, I'll, I'll give you a lesson. I'll send, you the, I'll send you the opportunity to learn. And I think, so now I'm much better. That was about a month of me going oh. through those waters. But now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm back to, okay, I can see now. You know, I went through those days where being in my body was extremely painful. Like, I just couldn't go into my body. So in those times, it's like, okay, what can I do right now? So I have this mat that vibrates. And rhythm, actually, in indigenous cultures for a long time, is a great way to shake off the trauma, really. Really shake off the trauma. Mm -hmm. So I've been spending a lot of time vibrating. I mean, we already we are vibrational beings, so <laughs> yeah, you've got the added well, vibration. Just when you need that little bit more of a push, you've got that added vibration to, well, to shake it off. You, like you said, it's like it's that like dance, ecstatic dance, to move that, move it through us and allow ourselves to release it. Yeah, because you know when you think um, I'm reading this book right now. I don't know if you've heard that book. It's there's a lot of. So um, I don't know, I've been reading this book and I don't know if you've seen it. There's a lot of PR about that book right now. It is called What Happened to You. It was written by Dr. Bruce Perry and by Oprah Winfrey. And well, you've cut it out. So, so yeah. Yeah. So vibrating, <laughs> being in community, being loving mm-hmm. to yourself, just talking it through with people that you trust and support. That has a lot been in my mind lately. Mm, oh I love that and I think that's they're all key things to really enable us not to just manifest a life but like you said live life with intention as well and actually heal those things along those journey because it's not just about the manifestation it's about the person we become as well during that process so where can people find you Sandra if they're interested in in working with you or looking into you a little bit and reading your book of course of course so my book, Chica, Why Not? How to Live with Intention and Manifest a Life that Loves You Back. Anywhere where books are sold. So Amazon, every 
every bookstore has it. And um, yeah, if they want to find me, so Sandra Hinojosa Ludwig, I am in Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I've been having a lot of fun with TikTok and I have nice. a YouTube channel, which I need to update. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to find all those links in the show notes. Um, and we just wrap up with one final question, which you have answered before. And now we've got another one for you. So that's to share a message from your soul. So whatever comes up for you intuitively right now. Yeah, you know, I think what I would say now is that it doesn't matter where you are or what you're going through or the things that you've gone through. The universe will always meet you where you are. You don't need to be anything different, do anything different, be anywhere different for the universe to bring well-being to you. Well-being is your right. Well-being is the thing that happens whether you let it or not. So just, just... Sit with that knowledge, even if you cannot just surrender to that knowledge, just sit with that knowledge for a little bit and and try to wonder, what if well-being is always at flowing? What if well-being is always there? And just kind of sit with it and see how it feels. Like Gary Sukup says, try it on for size and see how it feels. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure interviewing you again. I always love speaking with you and I just want to honor you because I absolutely love what you do and I think it's beautiful and I think the way that you communicate it is something that's needed in this space, particularly when it comes to manic manifesting and getting caught up in all of this. We need that space to remind ourselves to slow down and know that we are loved, know that we can give that love to ourselves and really just be in touch with ourselves as much as we are with the things that we want in our life. (laughs) So thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. See you later, Sandra. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you feel even more inspired to share your soul and live a limitless life. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share if you love this episode and head to the show notes to find out how you can get even more involved with the community. I'll see you next time for another soulful episode. See you later.